0: Multicolored lights and sounds, a world of adventure and heroes galore. It's truly outrageous when we yell, Thundercats, ho! Autobots roll out and yell, yo Joe. Fold feet and legs and do the Mario! Get into a Care Bear stare and go-go Gadget! You be princess, it's time for Totally Radical, Totally Radical, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back for an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. We're the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of just the glorious insanity and dumpster fireness that is my name is randy i am your host on this journey and as always i am not alone as always i am joined by my good friend and my co-host phil phil how you doing today man
1: oh my god hello you beautiful infected corona fucks <laughs> i hope you're all staying safe and once again thank you for going through us with this journey um i know things have been hard for a lot of people but thank you again thank you for continuing with us um, i hope you're all staying safe and Let's do the damn thing, man.
0: Oh, good save there, buddy. Cause um, I can already hear our numbers tanking after that intro.
1: Corona tank.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, but we are here and we are uh, soldiering on to bring you entertainment and laughs and joy and oh, I think we'll find some uh, some ways to make you laugh during this one today, folks. Uh, but of course, before we get into our episode, uh, let's go through the usual housekeeping news and notes. Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order, where geeks unite. Go find us at geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media coming your way as we celebrate our site's 10th anniversary this July. And Just looking forward to bringing you more content. Of course, social media, Facebook, look us up, Geek World Order, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Both have their own pages. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at GeekWorldOrder, and of course, definitely take us a look on all of the major podcast providers. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. Uh, basically, if you can find an RSS feed and subscribe to a podcast, we'll get you there. Oh man, are you ready for today's episode, Phil? No! <laughs> well, <laughs> God, no. well, tough shit. Cause uh, I really once... catch the stank. Well, because once again we Ooh. are heading to the world of that bionically enhanced family known as the Bionic Six.
1: Hmm, and they're great, but the stories aren't so great.
0: Who this episode was? Um, Ooh. a little bit of a. I don't know. It was like, it wasn't that hard to watch the episode. It moved very quickly. It was like Teen Wolf without the Teen Wolf. Just not a lot happened. Mm -mm. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, so we started the episode, and uh, Mr. Bionic, (laughs) Bionic One, is really harping in the fact that um, there are to be no parties while um, him and uh, the Bionic Mom are. Uh, on vacation
1: bionic papa and mama no parties (laughs) especially no parties. be responsible goodbye
0: because we have to preserve our secret identities
1: we are heroes after all yeah
0: okay yeah cool dad yeah cool yeah 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 great yeah yeah we're totally not gonna have any parties yeah great yeah we are totally lying about the parties thing classic 80s yeah of course dad yeah Oh, so I made a note of the four house rules. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So the first rule seems pretty straightforward. Keep your rooms neat. Oh. So rule number so two Don't overload the electronic taco making machine. Bruh. They have a taco machine, bro. Privilege. <laughs>
1: A taco-making machine. Do you know how many rules I would not need knowing I have a taco-making machine? Right. You coming out tonight? Nah, I'm having tacos. I'm staying in. I'm good. I'm sorry. What about tomorrow? No, I'm making tacos. I'm good.
0: So I'm like, all right. I mean, it can't all be that bad, right? I mean, (laughs) who needs a party when you got an electronic taco-making machine? Right. So, uh, rule number three, make sure the revolving trash kit, trash compactor is full before turning it on.
1: They don't have to take out their own trash.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's always been a room, a rule in my home that women never take out the trash. It's always the guys. Hmm. So we're the garbage men. (laughs) You have something taking out
0: the trash for you. Don't fuck that up. (laughs) Yeah. And, of course, rule number four. No parties. It's too much, Dad. No, I can't do it. Yeah, right. You had me at the taco-making machine, man. So, yeah, the bionic parents are just going to... They're just staying in Honolulu. The privilege behind these Because, talkers. you know, they can. Well, of course. But still, they're, they're going to leave their four teenage children all alone.
1: Honestly, I think there was a test.
0: It's like, bruh. Like, really? (laughs) You're not even going to leave the robot gorilla behind to babysit them?
1: Nah, they need to learn to fend for themselves. And if they can't, hey, we're superheroes, right?
0: So yeah, so the parents leave and you know, the teenagers attempt to do normal things. Uh, I think the daughter, like, does something with her hair and mm-hmm. the one guy's like oh I got a game early tomorrow I should go to bed no and that was the most honestly that was the most honorable one he
1: just wasn't having it with any breaking uh-huh. any of the rules
0: and the Asian like, kid he just was... wanted to watch bad 3D movies <laughs> right so of course they start doing things and they get into a conversation and they're like, well, they said we couldn't have a party, but nobody said we couldn't have a friend over for dinner.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. They start researching the clause.
0: Uh huh. So everyone's like, yeah, well, I'll just invite one person over, have a nice dinner. And I'm just sitting there thinking, hmm. This is going to turn into a party, isn't it? Yeah, that one person There's will gonna invite be one like...
1: person, and that person will invite one person. Uh huh. Didn't the uh, the adopted one like start working on experiments or whatnot? Or yes. uh, yeah, he just didn't give a shit.
0: Yeah, he's like running a science experiment, but they even convince him to invite a friend over, right? But you yeah, know, and what do you know? It turns into a party.
1: People literally barrel into this house. It's like Dude, wow! Right. It was like a classic eighties movie. What's up, loser? And they just, like, barrel into the house.
0: And they are like, well, whatever. I mean, I guess if we can be careful and quiet about it. No. No, Neither of these things happen. Does that ever work? No. It's like, somehow, as soon as the mob rushes into the door, there's, like, loud music playing. It's like, how did anyone get to the, like, the music player that quickly? Yeah. And sports dude is like still just trying to find a place to sleep
1: seriously he just wants a nap and that's what he literally says he's like all I want is a nap and he
0: goes into like Uh, a live like the home library I felt him so much and like literally the second he sits down
1: (laughs) they bust into the room and he's just trying to sleep I felt him so much bro
0: this is insane. Oh,
1: my God. I felt so bad for him.
0: It's so, like that's
1: all I ever I ever want to do. And no one ever lets you sleep.
0: Yeah. No. So, you know, there's like loud music, people dancing everywhere. And we just get tacos flying everywhere.
1: Oh, that classic taco making machine.
0: <laughs> yes. Somebody oh, fa- shit. Somebody found... the, Yo, like even the one... That? Like, the...
1: That the, was funny. That was I, funny as hell. Yeah, dude. like
0: the IQ kid, he's like, Man, I wish I could stop my experiment long enough to get a taco. And like, he literally raises his hand at <laughs> a taco. It's just a goddamn taco. Just like, it's like somebody heard oh. him and like turned the taco machine at him. Taco up. Like, boop. Oh, okay. Dude, well, we got taco. That, that made me laugh. I'm like, Really?
1: <laughs> like, seriously? It's like, you guys are asses, but kudos to you for that. They're like... The creators. (laughs) Like, seriously, that was funny.
0: Oh, man. He
1: raises his hand like, oh! Boom, taco. So,
0: shortly after this, we get a scene of, like, these two... Oh, I don't know how to describe these two, man. They're basically party crashers. And they're like... Oh, God. And they, um... They obviously
1: look very suspicious.
0: Yeah, they look like
1: They look like a male and female misfit from Jim.
0: Bro, they look like Mad Max meets like Sailor Moon. Dude, right? Like, these are like Mad Max dystopian biker punks. But in like... like,
1: No no one's ever met you, but you look cool. Come on in.
0: But with like Japanese neon aesthetic.
1: (laughs) They were way out of place.
0: They were
1: seriously out of place and no one noticed.
0: Yeah, no. Nobody notices these guys coming in at all. And so they find sports dude and like he's like asleep in the hallway. Yeah.
1: And Guess it's what like, that adds
0: up to. And it's the hallway that leads like right to the secret entrance to like the Someone's bionic what- lab. Someone was wasted. And a kid's cartoon. (laughs) And so apparently the keys to the elevator that takes him to the bionic lab fell out of his pocket. Yeah, that part. (sighs) So uh, neon biker duo, they (laughs) grab the keys. (laughs) Pre-Tron, as we might call them. They get into the elevator. And they managed to get down to where, they're, where the bionic van is stored. Yeah. And we actually We're... learned in this episode that it's called the mule. Yes. Yes, we did, actually. Although I think I'd still rather call it the bionic van.
1: Uh, the mule is much less anticlimactic, so I'd call it the
0: bionic van. <laughs> but either way, they get into the van and they drive off.
1: Oh, they haul ass!
0: And alarms start going off. Oh, this is great! And of course, um, IQ finds Sports One. I believe that's his code name. I think I, so. I think they refer to him by his actual name, which might be Eric, or something like that. Mm. We're gonna call him Sports One. Yeah. That's that's what I... I still... <laughs> I remember Sports 1. Yeah. So, yeah. And they kind of put two and two together. And like, oh, crap, we got to go get the van. Yep. So they drive off on, like, this ATV thing with a roll cage. Which was actually kind of cool. You know, like, this scene was actually not bad like this really wasn't like
1: yeah the whole chase like action scene was actually pretty cool
0: because they've basically got like mountain roads because you know the uh the family's mansion is at the top of a hill pretty much yep so like bro how did all these kids get to the bennett house
1: everyone knows where it is apparently
0: yeah even the villains and like did how like they're pretty much in high school. I mean, not all these kids can have cars, right?
1: Um I think that was kind of the thing back then that they all did or wish yeah. they did. So in every cartoon or every movie they did. I mean great like, Oh every- dad's gonna kill me, I crash his car. Oh man.
0: That's true. They could have their parents' yeah, they, cars. Yeah,
1: but their parents' vehicle or pretty much. I mean much. everything
0: is also everything was also cheaper in the eighties. Oh yeah. It was a lot easier to get a car in the 80s.
1: It really was.
0: I mean, it's also a lot easier to get a lot of things in the 80s, like, you know, <laughs> cocaine.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Which, What's that on your nose? You know what it is, baby. I mean, which there was probably some cocaine usage involved. That's probably in what he was passed on shows the steps. like this. I mean, I was referring more to the writers of this series. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For this episode in general. I was like, "Well, what are we gonna do for an episode today?" So, kids, we're gonna go
1: away for a while. I was like, "Don't um, have any parties." All right, Dad. Cocaine.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, have the kids throw a party when their parents tell them. I need something more than uh. Hold on, I need to get an idea. Oh, Great. let's just throw. Let's just do random shit from here on out.
1: I Guess tricks are for kids.
0: All righty. <laughs> so yeah, no, they have this whole thing, and then. In the air, we see this weird drug-induced-looking space shuttle thing. Oh, yeah. Bro. And we get a look at the main villain of the series. Uh, uh, Scarab. Look
1: is beyond him. Let's put it that way.
0: who buddy. This dude is ugly. He looks like a Goddamn
1: human bullfrog.
0: Ugly. Like, this is a nightmare fuel kind of ugly. I mean, granted, the creatures that are with him are not much better looking. But uh, they are stupid as hell, though. Ooh,
1: Yeah, they're really fucking dumb.
0: Oh, we will definitely get a hint to that one.
1: (laughs) They're stupid shit.
0: But our uh, villains have started firing on the on the mule. Uh-huh. And of course we Even have... Even
1: though the misfits of this episode are driving it.
0: Yeah, but uh, Scarab doesn't know that.
1: Scarab's an ugly sack of shit.
0: He is, dude. He literally looks like 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With bubblegum lips.
0: Oh, dude. The lips. Bruh. (laughs) Why'd you have to bring that up? Oh, God. Oh. who? Yo, this guy literally looks like... Them dick catchers, man. He looks like if Homer Simpson (laughs) was like an Akira villain. Oh, shit. One of the inflated ones that got infected. Yes. It's like, imagine like that cross with Homer Simpson. Tetsuo
1: Carnado!
0: That dude got some yellow ass skin. Ooh. He got like all the jaundice. hmm He got a full body jaundice. Oh man. John, what the fuck this? <laughs> oh buddy.
1: <laughs> Clown, too
0: So, yeah, our villains are shooting at the mule, and, of course, we have some nice tension. Uh, So, of course, we have to take a commercial break, and uh, we'll do that ourselves, folks, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment.
1: See you soon, bitch. What's going on? The Happy Go Sporty Hunt Club collection from
0: J.C. Snappy little sweaters, cozy cords and tops, and our very own fun-loving jeans. Don't be surprised to see them
1: going strong. Just get them before they're gone for $20 to $28. Hunt Club. It's what's going on. Only at J.C.
0: about to experience a car that almost seems bigger inside than it does outside the 1982 Lynx from Lincoln Mercury a car built so well it can offer a two-year free scheduled maintenance plan and a two-year free warranty so for two years virtually all you pay for is gas Lynx. it takes a car built this well to make you an offer this good Feeling out numbered at noon. Just in case you meet your new in-laws. Just in case all eyes are on you. you got your Dial. Dial, the leading deodorant soap, has twice the active ingredient of the number two brand. Twice as much for confidence all day long. Maybe you can hold it. <laughs> I'll reach you glad. announcing Sunoco's sundial service. Now one pump can satisfy everyone. I'm a regular guy with a regular wife and regular kids. Can your pump satisfy my regular car? Dial regular. It's our very best seller. My car seems to be running very irregular on regular. Do you have something a little better? Dial plus. It's regular with extra octane. Only Sunoco's sundial service has four unleaded grades. Now one pump can satisfy everyone. All right, and we are back and as we come back from our commercial scarab and his evil alien, what the fuck are these things? Are <laughs> shooting at the <laughs> mule. And it, oh man. And they managed to get it kind of going off the side of a cliff. Kind of that halfway. Oh no, we're going to die. Nobody move an inch or it literally will tip over kind of thing.
1: Classic 80s.
0: Of course. So that allows the uh, the ATV thing to catch up and uh, IQ and Sport one go to work of trying to uh, you know make sure nobody dies. And so sports one apparently one of his powers is like magnetism. Oh yeah. so he literally just uses his power to pull the thing off the the cliff. It was almost effortless, like honestly, yeah, it's like well, damn, so yeah, so they, so yeah, as we mentioned before, the these creature things that are scarab's henchmen are they're dumb,
1: they're really dumb,
0: like he literally like scarab yells fire, like he wants him to keep firing on the van.
1: Dude, this part, I Bruh. smacked my forehead so hard.
0: Dude, so this <laughs> dumbass literally Yo. goes, What? The fire, fire? Where?
1: Fire!
0: <laughs> like, this, the, like this henchman might actually be stupider than Berserko from Cops.
1: Dude, he's Berserko from Cops before that serum or whatever the fuck he had on. Bruh. He takes
0: the fucking
1: fire hydrant.
0: Yes. File. He was like spraying the console. My God. Scarab is just like, you idiots!
1: All he heard was fire, and he sprayed the entire fucking control console with a fire hydrant. Dude. How fucking... What did he do to qualify for this position is my question. What did he do to qualify for this position? Is he part of I the family? Know. Or did he feel sorry for him? Like, what happened?
0: I don't know. How oh, fuck.
1: Oh, my God. I I paused the episode. I watched it. I paused it. I rewound it a few seconds. And hey, I played it back again. And like, I was like, he, he really did that. Like, I remember I, this as a kid, but as an adult, you have to read, like, like Watch it again,
0: like, I and don't replay think this it back guy is... and watch it
1: again. It's like, like, did that really just happen,
0: dude? Like, I don't even think this guy is smart enough to wipe his own ass.
1: Oh no, there's the boo boo on my fingers. Oh, geez. I forgot to pull the toilet paper.
0: uh I no, this guy is probably that stupid. What I'm going to do with this booboo on my fingers I'm going to put it back on my butt yeah. <laughs> It's
1: like seriously like What What do you do from there uh, That
0: was ah uh. Oh no this, and like, this is a level of stupidity we can't make up COVID-19 COVID-19 <laughs> I Buy I, all of the toilet paper Bruh so, anyway, um, so, of course, um, IQ and Sports 1 are like, well, great. Now, these guys know the secret. Uh. Like, they're like, oh, wow, we figured it out. Y'all, they are like, oh, the Bennetts must be the Bionic Six. I mean, why else would this van be at their house? Yeah. Yo, and then they these, these two, like, just straight up tell the biggest lie. They're like... No, no, we just keep the band at the Bennett's for safekeeping. And they totally bought it. It's like, sure, I mean, why wouldn't oh. you know the richest people in the world, it seems, have like this great security and are probably like funding the Bionic Six.
1: Oh my god. It's like that Batman complex. Bruh. It's like, oh no, no. The richest guy in the entire whatever it's like who could be this guy It's like who
0: else could afford to be Batman oh my goodness yeah so IQ sets a homing signal on the van and it just like autopilots it straight back to the garage so now they're like well we gotta follow this thing but no we actually have to get ahead of the van so that we can get back in, change back to our normal selves, and then not be noticed by anyone at this party.
1: <laughs> Funny the, how, how that works.
0: All right. And then, of course, um, Scarab and his idiots are still <sighs> in the air and like, follow that van!
1: Ugly son of a bitch. I'm sorry. It's he's like, so, all right.
0: He's it's so cool. fucking ugly. So IQ and Sport One actually do manage to somehow get ahead of the van. I mean, I'm sure IQ's probably got a remote; he can probably control the speed of the van. But you know, I'm pretty certain they didn't exactly explain that. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. But bro, they get to the house. There is a line like out the door. To get into this party. Classic 80s. And they're like, wait, how are we supposed to get into our own house? Classic 80s. We have to get
1: into our own house? And they're like... Past this party?
0: And they're like, oh, you know what? Why don't we just go around back and go through our super secret superhero garage? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, the, uh, oh. <laughs> right.
0: Because you know the one guy is smart, and uh, sports one is not the smartest. No, he,
1: he he has he has common sense, but he's like he's not very intelligent at all.
0: I feel like this kid he, he has
1: common sense when it's needed, but right. not on the constant.
0: I feel intelligence wise, this uh, sports one is kind of where they. The baseline they used for Wheeler on Captain Planet. Oh
1: my God, freaking Wheeler, dude! Do not get me started on Wheeler. I'm sorry, dude. He dumb. Oh,
0: he's stupid. Wheeler, mm. who? Wheeler was persistent though in trying to get that uh mm. that Russian trying to get that Russian doll. <laughs> <laughs> Wheeler. Yeah!
1: Fire! <laughs> what do you uh, think? Haji? What was his name? Haji? Uh, the the black Mati. dude? La-ti. Mati. Mati. What, what do you think, Mati? I don't know.
0: Earth.
1: What about the H? No!
0: it <laughs> Oh, oh, the Earth Air? guy. Oh, yeah. Kwame. Qu- that Kwame! That's what I was trying to think of. LeVar oh. Burton, man. Yes! I didn't even know that as a kid, dude. I didn't, I didn't know either
1: until and I it... look up. I looked up IMDb,
0: and I didn't know. That's because I was curious.
1: What and... made me look up IMDb was the the whole um, parody they did with um uh-huh. with ah uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Was it the robot uh... chicken one? No, it's um oh um, the Don I... Cheadle one. Don Cheadle, the Don Cheadle one. So yeah, I just yeah. got curious.
0: Oh god, that shit was so fucking Yo. funny. And Gaia was, like, w- played by Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yes. Dude, oh,
1: God, I yo, love the part. So come back here and bring that pain.
0: Yo, <laughs> all the bad guys on Captain Planet were, like, A-listers. Really? Like, yo, dude, the bad guy credits include, like, Jeff Goldblum and Me- Meg Ryan. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Meg Ryan was Dr. Blythe. What? The one, yeah, the one girl with like that one evil, like with the pink bodysuit and like the blonde hair over half her face because it like her face was burned off. Oh, yeah. That was Meg Ryan. Are you serious? Yes. Holy
1: crap. I have to go back and look at who was Lord Zed then. Oh, Lord Zed and Power Rangers? Yeah. The voice actor. I forgot the voice actor's name, but Robert Axelrod. That's who he was. Yes,
0: yes. Great voice actor. Oh,
1: yes, he was fantastic. Like when they introduced Lord Zed, I was like fully. I was like fully invested. Like I just loved him as a villain.
0: Dude, that show took a hard left turn when they introduced him.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, like. like- Like, the putties got, like, way more violent. It was, like, ridiculous. Like, didn't he give, didn't he give, like, um, what's his fucking name? Um, Goldar, didn't he give Goldar his wings back or some shit like that? Yes. Oh, it was, dude, he just, he came in and just wrecked shit.
0: Yeah, no, the putties were more violent, but they died so much more easily
1: that's true they just have these like huge hands like these rock hands and all this other shit
0: dude man but yeah yeah wow we got so sidetracked there
1: oh yeah it's it's the ADD sorry
0: so so our Mad Max party crasher anime aesthetic party crashers you know they they just start dancing (laughs) and they're just like whatever we're gonna have a good time
1: Oh dude, and the uh and I forget are... the Asian kid's name. He just starts breakdancing.
0: Dude, man, I know I forget his name. He's just like, fuck it. He just, just he just he just goes for it. Dude, he's having the time of his life.
1: Yeah, he really is.
0: Bro. And this party is packed. And then all of a sudden, they're like the two party crashers are like, ha ha We're not who you think we are.
1: Oh dear.
0: And they reveal themselves to be um more minions of scarab. Although I think I vaguely remember the female one. She did look familiar. Like the few times I remember seeing this show as a kid, I think I remember her. It's like it's like alright. She kinda got a little eighties villain hot there. For like a weird creature thing wearing a mask but we'll just go with it (laughs) right so so at some point these were either agents of scarab the whole time or the kit or these two party crashers actually got switched out
1: um hmm That is an interesting concept.
0: That's a a thing.
1: Almost a bit of lore.
0: I don't think they actually explained that fully.
1: They really didn't. I think they just kind of expected us to believe whatever it was. Uh Uh-huh. But that's very interesting. Because they seemed almost oblivious to stealing the van. Right. And got shot at, and there was no plan there.
0: Right, yeah, because I think so, Scarabs' minions are yeah. a little too stupid to actually carry out a plan like that. Yeah, it could
1: have just been that they're too, too stupid. I think that was it.
0: Although, actually, the two or actually the two that were there that ended up being the party crashers <laughs> did seem to be a little more competent than most of them. Not the other ones, Frank no. and Beans. Oh, the were... <laughs> so. The kids—they gotta try to figure out how to fight these guys without using their powers and revealing themselves.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So yeah, no the uh, the one uh, the Asian kid like pulls some moves and like trips one of them with his break dancing.
1: Yeah, which was actually pretty cool. And it reminded it reminded me of Ninja Turtles, bruh. Like and back the girl, in the olden days.
0: The girl steps up to the female bad guy. So this, this scene involves a line that I don't think would pass in today's um censor era. Yo. Oh.
1: Um,
0: the female bad guy turns to the girl um the girl member of the team and goes, you frizzed out little floozy.
1: <laughs> that reminds me of that commercial, that pickle you come quat.
0: Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's right. You could get away with saying a lot worse in 80s cartoons. I'm like, mm. I don't think you could use that term today. You probably can't. I'm like, ah, yes. Who are middle- you calling a cooey queen, you lint liquor? Oh my God! That commercial. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh. What was oh that my like? goodness. Oh, the yeah, the it, gum commercial.
1: The um, what 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 gum was that? I don't remember. But was it Orbitz? Oh. It might have been. Yeah, Orbitz gum. Dizzy mouth,
0: clean it up.
1: Who are you <laughs> calling a cootie queen? You lit
0: liquor, pickle you cum quad. Oh my goodness. Uh, that was that's... one
1: of the greatest commercials of all time.
0: Oh dude.
1: I don't care who you are. That is iconic.
0: Oh, bro. <laughs> it's fantastic. I, I'm pretty sure we had like I'm pretty sure there was like a bunch of us that like just went around saying that for weeks at work. Dude,
1: for months. Oh, dude. it was ridiculous. <laughs> like seriously. Like right. you would hear who you're calling a cootie queen. You liquor dozens of times in a single work day.
0: Right. You would get sick of it, but you'd be like, you know what? It's funny. Listen, it kept us from getting in trouble from saying <laughs> actual bad words
1: that we muted to say.
0: Oh, man. Whew, so that
1: mute button got hot when I was working there. Oh, man. multiple places. If we yeah. had a mute, if we had a mute button, people <laughs> around me were laughing because of the obscenities, I would say. And then unmute that button, and be like, oh, of course, I'd love to help you. And um, how can I do that?
0: Yeah, no, there there was a reason we all worked in the, the closing shifts. Who?
1: <sighs> Those closing shifts were the absolute worst.
0: Oh, man. so, yeah, we, got so... The, we got the
1: pervious of the pervs, the whew, just... You, you know what we got. You know what we got.
0: Welcome to that call center, line, oh.
1: folks. Bruh.
0: Uh, so yeah, right as they're um trying to fight here, Scarab just busts through the door.
1: And all this ugly beauty.
0: <laughs> and so up. he's got like this monocle headset thing, which apparently he can use to scan. He's got it like tuned up or something to actually be able to scan people for bionic technology.
1: He reminded me of the villain from Cops. Dude. He, nah. is,
0: he is kind of like... He's, he's like very... This scary, he's like this ugly, scary version of... Uh, Ug- ugly, big, big bossy-looking... Boss. Yeah, big, bossy-looking, ugly bastard. But he's like bloated, and yellow, and gross.
1: With them. Chonky lips.
0: I mean at least at least Big Boss has got some class to him.
1: Big boss got that slick back hair. That what the, whatever the jacket was called. The uh the rain jacket,
0: whatever it uh-huh. was. Bruh. And <laughs> I know, right? And I still blown away when we realized that the buttons on Big Boss's jacket were cop badges.
1: Dude.
0: Dude, that guy was intense. He is ruthless. Yo. Man, revenge. this is it's like the ones I've taken away, say? I've done away with these. Yeah. so He killed yeah. the cops. <laughs> like, seriously. And somehow we're not Ooh. done with this episode. Somehow this episode keeps taking weird twists like and turns.
1: A, it's like a reminiscence of like other things, but...
0: So, the parents randomly show up because they come back home. Because apparently their Hawaiian vacation was rained out.
1: In Hawaii. It's
0: like, wow. You, you pick, got they scared pick, away like, from rain in Hawaii. Wow, they picked like the worst day. But they're also like some of the richest people on the planet. So like, ah, yeah, whatever. We'll just come back another time. There's not constant sun here. I'm out. I mean, that's something, dude, to have that kind of mind. You go. Eh, we'll that just come kind back of money and, and
1: that kind of mechanical monkey to where we rust out, yeah. It's like bring them
0: back home. It's like we'll just come back when the weather's better. <laughs> we could never predict that. You better, we're paying for it. And so they're they're walking in. The mom's like, "Why the fuck is my kitchen so messy?"
1: Oh, they were pissed.
0: They're like, "Oh, oh, some they were the part.
1: epitome of pissed parents walking into a um, home." I was trash that they were told to keep clean,
0: and then they're like, "Wait, a I'm minute. that bad." Is... <laughs> then they're like, "Wait a minute, what is Scarab doing here?"
1: I was like, "Oh my!"
0: So, so the mom they, uses they... her powers, and she you know kind of sees from the distance with her telekinetic powers. It you know um, Scarab is scanning these kids to look for bionic parts, husband. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's, like it's like basically the reaction. They're like, "All right, we gotta come up with a plan quick." It's like, "All right then," and they do. Just... And yo, know, Scarab is like two kids down from like the Bionic Children. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "You know what? We're just gonna have to bum rush him." And literally, like, the one I think it was like sports one. He's like, "All right, on my mark, dude."
1: Not for nothing. They were brave as fuck. He was like, "All right, fuck this,
0: let's get him." Like literally, he was about to tell them to go, and then the door just busts open. They got saved by the, by the parents.
1: They were about to like full on just like bum rush them,
0: and they're just like, "And they ain't no bitches." And they're like, "It's the Bionic right and even the kids were confused. Like, wait a minute, wait, huh? What, huh? It's like, huh? Huh? What are like what are it, we doing over there? Exactly. They're looking
1: at themselves like, "Wait, what? Huh?" Hmm. But again, this is what your parents are superheroes. Uh-huh. They have contingency plans.
0: So yeah, luckily uh Scarab is like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm done. Bye." He's like, "Ah, oh, fuck. Let's get out of here." Yeah, they just hightail it.
1: <laughs> that was funny. And so we Like as soon as the parents bust in, it's like, ah
0: shit. So they leave, all the party goers leave, party's over. And we learned the whole time it was a hologram. Yep. Because apparently the bionic mom can like astral project holograms.
1: You know what the funny part was I did not know that until this episode.
0: Right? And I was like, shit. Oh, they got some insane powers. You guys are like, how can you ever have a problem? Dude, man. Oh, no, the bad guys like actually have to like really outsmart them to get any kind of ground.
1: They got into their home. Yeah. And then as soon as they bust through, they're like, ah,
0: fuck this. Dude, they were really close were, to like figuring it out. They were out.
1: Seriously. Like ah shit. Let's get, get out of here.
0: Oh yeah. So no. Uh, at this point, uh, the kids have been busted. And they're getting they are getting their they're chewing out. Come up and the mom's like, you are all grounded for a year. Mm-hmm. Like she ain't having none of it.
1: Well, she said an entire year.
0: Yeah. And then, but... like, right at that point, Professor Sharp calls like, "I need the Bionic Six for a mission." Well, like, <laughs> all right. As soon as this mission is done, you're oh. still, you're all still grounded. Yeah, one. It might have been Spores. One is like, "Hey, maybe Professor Sharp will have a really long assignment for us." You know, like a year or two.
1: Yeah, dick face.
0: Ah. Uh... and that's the the stupid line we end the episode on
1: honestly me as a kid I probably would have said that dumb shit right
0: oh hopefully oh oh, this is the dumb line we end this episode on (laughs) yeah bruh oh boy that was an episode it was
1: um again, this show is very random, but
0: This was definitely it wasn't
1: the, it wasn't the worst one. It was definitely
0: eighties kid shenanigans.
1: Exactly what it was. And that's I think that's kind of what did it for me was the whole thing was like, we're gonna out of town, don't get in any trouble. Sure, yeah. Hey guys, you, come over, yeah. Great. You know from
0: the Yeah, you're like you know from the get go that nah. No, there's going to be a party. Not happening, fam. It's going to turn into shenanigans. Something's mm-hmm, going to go mm-hmm. wrong. And then the big bad guys come over. Bro. Like, that could have been, like, the end for them. They could have just, like, bombed
1: the whole place.
0: Because literally, like, Scarab with his eye scanner, he was literally, like, two kids away from them.
1: Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Like if they wouldn't have shown up when they did, that would have been it.
0: Yeah. Or they would have had to or they would have just had to transform and reveal themselves.
1: But at the same time, they were like almost prepared to do that. They were mm-hmm. like gonna pretty much like just attack. It's
0: like- so
1: they were ready for anything, which I kinda respect them for. That might be like it was like you know, they knew they screwed up, but at the same time, it's like you know what we have to take ownership of this, and they are going to just yeah. attack.
0: So that might be the one, re- like the redeeming part of the episode, it, it where really they have that grace. that yeah. tension of going, "Okay, we are probably going to have to reveal our secret identities." Exactly, or somebody could die,
1: and they were ready to, to take ownership of that. And I honestly respect that. A and- lot of. A lot of your younger generation, like, under the actual hero,
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't really do that.
0: Right. You know, there's definitely been some great scenes where where heroes have had to reveal themselves. But, you know the one that I think of that really did the the identity reveal correct? Do you remember the last episode of Power Rangers in Space?
1: Power Rangers in space. Oh, my God. It's been a long time.
0: Um, Basically, um, while Andross is in the chamber where Zordon is being held, the others are, like, fighting this massive invasion. And basically, they're, you know, trying to f- find the Power Rangers. And then basically, the people of Angel Grove, like, start saying they're the Power Rangers. Like, and Bulk oh. and Skull are leading this whole charge. And they're just like,
1: Oh my God. That actually sounds very familiar. It's been a long time.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Cause just... I remember there was
1: a point where bulk and skull were kind of like, kind of leading a charge at, at some sort. Yeah. But yeah. I don't remember the whole thing.
0: Yeah. And then they just go like, you know, cause at this point they're like, you know, the power Rangers are kind of, they basically taken a licking and they're just like, well, you know what? They're not here for some reason, so we're just going to stand up to these guys. And then after, you know, a bunch of people say they're Power Rangers, the actual Power Rangers go, hey, are you looking for us? We are the Power Rangers. And then they morph. And then Bulk and Skull are like, it was them the whole
1: time? Oh, snap. Dude, uh, it's been so long. I like vaguely remember that, but dude, I think I watched that episode.
0: Um, it's it's an amazing scene. Oh,
1: jeez, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Yeah, dude, I it's, bet it's you it's so on good. Netflix.
0: Oh, you yeah, know, every season of Power Rangers I, is on Netflix.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been watching a little bit of like here and there. I even watched the one with the, the uh, Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. That train wreck. Who. That was that was an episode
0: of Power Rangers in
1: space. That train wreck.
0: But um, but yeah, do you remember actually watching uh, Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation?
1: Oh Jesus Christ!
0: Oh, that show was ridiculous.
1: Ugh, that Ninja Turtle with titties.
0: Venus De Milo.
1: Titties De Milo.
0: Well, folks, here Uh we are. Here we are, folks. That this is what we've this is what we've come to talking about. How, interesting. Interesting. Phil? What are we going to do with you?
1: I don't know. I think some turtle soup right about now.
0: <laughs> oh man, man! No, it's definitely interesting when you <laughs> kind of look at the superhero dynamic of oh, it you know, really who is. wants to keep their identity a secret, but then you got guys like Iron Man who go. Oh, fuck it. I'm Iron
1: Man. Oh, Fucking I'm Iron Man. Or, uh, even to put it out there, like, if anyone's ever read the comic Civil War, Spider Man did the most noble thing, but it put him as a target. Uh huh. Good God.
0: Who man. Like, he, would,
1: he wanted to do the right thing, but it fucked his life up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is really why he should have sided with uh, Captain America, in my opinion, but. Mm-hmm. He just, he tried to do the right thing because he looked at Captain America as an idol. Right. It's just, uh, trying to regulate everything. It tells you everything about a government and not trying to be political, but you really make everyone a liability. Sometimes it's good to be a vigilante. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why law enforcement sides with them at certain points Mm
0: -hmm.
1: until they can control them, and that's when they go against them.
0: Right. A.K.A. every Batman comic ever. Oh, man. (laughs) Bayano. Yeah. Oh, this was definitely an episode. Like, even after watching it and talking it out, I'm not sure I want to watch this one again. It's a... It was a lot. It definitely... It was a lot, but yet, like, nothing at the same time.
1: It's like nothing happened, but it was still a lot to deal with.
0: Right. So... (laughs) I feel like somehow it could have been better, but I'm not sure how to make it better.
1: Honestly, it could have been better if the parents and the kids worked together to battle the, uh, villains mm-hmm.
0: and there yeah. was
1: a more climactic battle saving everyone mm-hmm. to show that they can all work together. But there was still a, a lesson to be learned, but mm-hmm. they didn't go that route. So
0: it's okay. It's, yeah. it's fine. Unfortunately, by it's, that uh... point we were kind of running out of episode.
1: Yeah, it was pretty much, you have a time slot to kind of, Fix or dive into, so you can't really do all that. Yeah, that, that's more so reserved into if you get a get a more what's what's the name for it like a fan base or get more time. Uh huh. And get maybe like a thirty minute, like a time slot or something like that, or forty five minute, maybe an hour. Get like a Netflix deal. Pretty much, like Men we're you're not Turtles constrained to the twenty two
0: for- minutes. Yeah, the the Ninja Turtles have done that though.
1: Like they've gotten those that a few times,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a cartoon. Although, and...
0: in um in the current climate, Bionic Six wouldn't be a bad show to reboot. It really wouldn't be, especially like, since it has a super diverse main cast.
1: Honestly, they could do a really good thing with that right now if they rebooted it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Good God, they tried to reboot, reboot. Oh, that was oh, a nightmare. I watched one episode. I'm like, nope. I
0: don't even think I got nope. through
1: an episode. Nope. I, I tried really hard.
0: You know, I don't know what that was. I was like,
1: what is this dumpster fire that they're throwing at me that smells like garbage juice?
0: I didn't even get through it. I didn't even get through the first episode oh, no, of it. it. It was terrible.
1: Horrible. But if they did Bionic 6 the right way... They could bring it back. To be honest, they could really bring bring it back.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Just do the powers the right way, and yeah,
0: and there really wouldn't be a lot to change into it. There's a lot of messages of inclusivity in the show. Exactly, Um, the racially diverse main cast. You know, they're kind of a big adopted family.
1: Like not to even push it too far but they could honestly if they did it like a gi joe dynamic Mm -hmm. it could really work not copy too much but kind of just use that formula it wouldn't be
0: too far-fetched Nah, it's like really gi joe is kind of one of those templates for racial diversity in
1: that's exactly that's what i'm saying it's like gi joe is so diverse and look how well they look how well they've done even to this day
0: i mean look at some of the earliest of the like even going back to the first mini series you know when it was like you know duke and you know the top people after duke were scarlet and stalker
1: yeah exactly and, you know, oh, my God, even the recent stuff, the animated stuff they've done, uh-huh. you know, like, recently in the past few years, dude, I have enjoyed it so much. It's just ridiculously good.
0: I mean, outside of a show like Gem, I think G.I. Joe had probably the most, one of the most female-heavy cast, in a, know, like, just, like, female, racially diverse. They were all about it's like you know it's like hey this the best person for this job just happens to be this person
1: exactly and like my biggest thing is like the animated series that they've done over the the few years Mm -hmm. it's just i i i loved it it was it was fantastic and not for nothing like not that they try to be too violent but they kept all of that in there. The stories, just mm-hmm. especially with um, one of my favorite characters, um, Snake Eyes. Dude, they really revealed who he really was.
0: Oh, yeah, no, there was and so that, much of the comic influence in there. Dude, that right there.
1: Like, I loved him so much growing up as a kid. They really, they did him justice, is all I can say.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I. I know I've said it before, but like honestly, the '80s GI Joe cartoon—probably the worst use of snake eyes in any media form.
1: Yeah, they were trying to go for more, more so the whole American Gojo thing.
0: As I believe, which I don't. I don't blame them for. As I, be, from what I understand from interviews, the writers didn't do a lot with him because he couldn't talk.
1: Yeah, they didn't know how to really sell that. It's like, but I mean, honestly, in a sense, it sells itself.
0: At the same time, it's like, well, I mean, if you had trouble writing for him, you could have just asked Larry Hama. <laughs> like, maybe ask the guy who's writing the comics. <laughs> right? That knows how to oh use them. Oh,
1: God. Thank you. Thank you for that.
0: Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Y- y'all couldn't have contacted oh. Marvel Comics and got Larry Hama's phone number? <laughs>
1: oh, it's a deep burn.
0: <laughs> the dude.
1: No, seriously. It's like people want to do things their own way. I get that. But go back to the source sometimes. Like,
0: dude, just you, can, read you, can, some you can learn something. Thank you.
1: That's what I tell everyone. Like, this new generation, it's like, oh, why this? Why that? I have read wow. so many original, like, comics, so many original series, so many day one issues.
0: What if they it did? just?
1: Oh, my God.
0: Because, you know, um, issue 21 of the original G.I. Joe comic, The Silent Issue, it's all Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, and there's no dialogue in the entire issue. It's literally just told through the artwork and what Snake Eyes is doing.
1: And I guarantee you the dynamic is phenomenal.
0: Dude. I somebody, guarantee you. If somebody took the risk and did a silent episode, a Snake Eyes episode that is told just through like the actions he takes and background music. Dude. A no dialogue Snake Eyes episode of something.
1: I am willing to bet the person that takes on that challenge,
0: like it wouldn't even need to be a full thing. Maybe like a YouTube short, like ten minutes.
1: Holy crap! I just had a I just had a, an epiphany. Um, I'll tell you what. There is a um, YouTube channel that does a lot of stunts called. It's called Riven... I want to say X3 or X1. I think it's Riven X3. They do a lot of stuff that is stunt-based with uh, Naruto, Ninja Turtles, um, Street Fighter, different things like that. And I, this is kind of a shout-out to them because they're, they're really good at what they do. They could do something like that to where it would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Or anyone, really, just to tell a story in just pure action... And just cinematics.
0: Mm. Yes. That would be freaking beautiful. It would be a bold concept, but if it's yeah, executed very bold, right, it would be same... amazing. Exactly.
1: Holy crap, dude. That is an idea.
0: Kind of reminds me of, um, there was an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I believe it was called Hush.
1: Ooh, is that um, the new one?
0: No, this was like the original Buffy series. Ah, okay. Basically, the entire episode, like there was action, there was dialogue, but there was no music. Really? There was no background music to to direct it. Oh wow! It was, I mean, and that's you know a, you know, and of course Buffy was directed by Joss Whedon, so and that man takes a lot of good crazy old
1: Joss. Reasons. He. I was going to say, Joss, he really, when he wants to get something done, he does it. And Dude. he takes, like you said, he takes a lot of risks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But again, look look at where that's got him. Oh, absolutely, man. So when you're really willing to take risks like that, you're innovative. You really know that your ideas may or may not work. Mm-hmm. You know that you, know, you have an idea. You know that it's, it has a dynamic. Do it.
0: And I think and if, that's why so many 80s cartoons in general were just so memorable.
1: Because they just did it. It's like, look, I have this idea. Let's just do it. And that's what a lot of it was. Let's just do it and see how they feel
0: about it. Because a lot of the 70s cartoons seemed a little more formulaic.
1: Yeah, there was a, there was a basic, uh, like you said, it was a formula to it, to where mm-hmm. they were all the same. It was just a lot of characters doing the same thing. Right. Like a lot of your Scooby-Doo characters, a lot of your Jabberjaw, a oh. lot of your other characters,
0: you know. As much as we love Scooby-Doo, every episode of Scooby-Doo in the 60s and 70s was the exact same exactly. episode exactly in a and- different location.
1: And not for nothing, it was just like we love seeing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. We love what was going to happen. We love what was going on, but we always knew what was going to happen at the end.
0: But no, 80s well, we just cartoons... loved, we just
1: love we just love the comedy of the whole thing. Like I believe that Arrow was just purely about the laughs. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. It was it. There was no dynamic behind just the laughs.
0: Right, eighties cartoons were it was just nothing bold. else. Bold. Yeah, really they just they tried risk-taking. a new
1: idea. Yeah. And that's why you had the ghostbusters, that's why you had the real ghostbusters. Yeah. That's why you had um a lot of your uh, your other cartoons. They did they just they challenged everyone. Right. Everyone tried different things. Because everyone was trying to come up with that new revolutionary formula for a cartoon.
0: And I think that's why I just love the era so much. There was just so much different going on.
1: There was a lot of difference going on and it's just you didn't know what to expect. Right. And I think I think with especially not to even really put it out there but the Muppet Babies the imagination behind that whole cartoon is why they worked so well. Right? They already had a dynamic. They had the Muppets
0: which was really which a was lot of more, the same thing every episode.
1: Exactly. It was more adult oriented. So they went to Muppet Babies uh-huh. And Muppet Babies del- dwelled into everything. They dwelled into Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all this other stuff. Like they just—it was very imaginative. Which are kids are very imaginative, so mm-hmm. it worked very well. Like there was always imagination in, in in everything, even simple stuff, right? Running an ice cream shop, something stupid is, like that. It was like everything was
0: imaginative, which is such a benefit to having. Animation is the medium.
1: Exactly.
0: But yeah, even going back to so the regular puppets, you know, even though it was just kind of it was a live action with puppets, but it was more or less the same formula. They're just having their variety show every week and their skits, and there's some kind of backstage shenanigans.
1: Exactly. Like one thing for sure, like remember when no Kermit the Frog lost his memory, and then he had that one thing he would play on like the glasses in a restaurant like that together again that whole thing vaguely to bring his memory back it was just like there were certain things there was a certain dynamic to where it was very memorable it was Mm -hmm. just it it worked
0: right it's because that was like the one time they took a risk and tried something different
1: and it worked very well and that's the biggest thing it's like Mm -hmm. i um like for me as a person like with me wanting to do different things it's like I'm so scared to take risks, but the, the risk is what will get you there. Right. Like, it's trial and error. Like, if the first risk doesn't get you there, it's cool. Learn from that. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again until you get there. Oh, absolutely. Because those, those, mem- those risks that didn't work before could work after you took the big risk, and now you could use those other ones, and they make even better episodes. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's trial and error, really. And I think the '80s was a lot of trial and error, but there were there was a lot of su- of success behind that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially with like stuff like Ninja Turtles and like other stuff like that. Oh
0: yeah. And yeah.
1: then I think leading from the '80s into the '90s, which is when you saw a lot of crazy, crazy cartoons, or like where the heck did this come from?
0: Yeah. And then there was a mm-hmm. lot of guys that Every- tried to to copy the '80s formula. Yeah, and everyone was doing it. Everyone copied Ninja Turtles, man. Oh, oh my God! Bro, Biker Mice <laughs> from Sharks. Mars.
1: Oh, enough for nothing. I used to watch Biker Mice from Mars a lot.
0: Dude, Street Sharks, uh, uh, Street Cowboys Sharks. of Mumesa.
1: Yes, freaking um, Silverhawks. Um. <laughs> What was there was this other weird cartoon? It was like these mutants that played football.
0: Oh, I don't I, remember that.
1: Oh, dude, it, I used to watch it, but at, after a few episodes, I just didn't like it anymore.
0: See, the only so, thing I see the only thing I remember that involved football was oh, what was it? Um, like King Arthur and the Knights of Justice.
1: Hmm.
0: Where they're like a football team that goes back to the, like the the medieval era.
1: No, I don't remember that one.
0: Yo, it was an insane night. No, but cartoon. dude, again,
1: there were so many, like, so many cartoons spawned from the formula of the eighties. Uh huh. And that 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 bled into the nineties, and you can really see it.
0: Yeah. Uh, dude, no, I love the eighties, man.
1: Oh, the 80s are the best. Absolute best.
0: All right. But no, I, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, of course, check us out at com, Check us out on social media. And, of course, like and subscribe on all of the podcast providers. And uh, we'll see you next time, folks.
1: Love you guys. Stay safe on that Corona dookie.